Welcome to season four of the For Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Wilcox, and one of the lay elders here at Redemption Church Gateway. This season, we are going to explore the cultural trends of Gen Z. Why? Well, as a church with a mission to make disciples, we want to discover how we can best connect with them, understand their unique challenges, and learn from them as we ultimately walk towards Jesus. So who are Generation Z or Gen Z? These are preteens and young adults born between 1997 and 2012 with an age range of 10 to 25 compared to millennials with an age range of 26 to 41. Here are a couple of cultural and historical touch points for reference. Most were born after 9-11. The oldest member of Gen Z was seven when Facebook started and 10 years old when the first iPhone was launched. The youngest member of Gen Z was born when Marvel released the first Avenger movie, which was about 10 years ago. On this episode, we're going to talk about uh, and discuss influential voices. So who are the celebrities, the actors, uh, social media influencers, and how they've become popular? And really, why do they connect with this generation? Today, we have three guests to share their thoughts and opinions. Please give us your name, first name, and age. Hi, I'm Josh, and I'm 19. I'm Josiah, and I'm 18. And I'm Kira, and I'm 20. Well, welcome you three. Um, so in the spring, we took a survey um, to prepare for this season, and we surveyed the, the high schoolers here at Redemption Church Gateway. We asked them multiple questions about culture, and in the survey, there were a few standouts of people who they felt were influential and popular. So we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about them, but really before we, we start that, like, what makes someone influential in your life? Doesn't, doesn't need to be a celebrity, doesn't need to be um, someone on TikTok, but just anyone in your life, who, why are they influential for you? For me, I think exposure is a big part of it. If you have constant exposure to someone, you're definitely going to retain a lot more of the information or things they give off. Yeah. I think that there's like a positive and negative side to influence. Um, Josh and I were in a conversation and it was about, you know, how your parents influence you. And it's like, you can either do what your parents tell you, or you can rebel against what your parents tell you. Yeah. And so I think um, part of influence from other people is giving them, like, your soul. Like, are you willing to get upset by what they say? Or are you willing to listen to what they say? Right. That's a good one. I feel like for me, I I think my brain's kind of stuck in what we're talking about. So influential, like, celebrities and stuff. But, um... I would say just someone that I like aspire to be like, you know, I feel like they, the more influence they have would be directly related to like, how much do I want to be like this person? Yeah. So you mentioned parents and, and I'm, I'm assuming friends, like outside of the celebrities, like who, what other types of people are kind of an influence for you? Close friends. Yeah, definitely friends. Teachers. I think friend groups as a whole can have a lot of influence. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So what tribe you kind of run in? Yeah. 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 And what that tribe's up to? Oh, and like, okay, I just thought of also like the antithesis of your friend group. So like the people that you're like, I do not want to be like them. I feel like that has just as much influence. Oh, wow. You know, like the the people you see in real life and you're like, "Mm mm-mm. I don't I don't want to be like that. (laughs) Is there is there a particular group out there that that bothers you the most? Or has this negative influence? I wouldn't say negative influence, but influences you in a way that because you don't want to be them. I think a lot of the opposing political side has become that. Say, yeah. So it's like these groups that you yeah. would uh, uh, associate with the opposing political side. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so in what area of culture do you see people having the most influence? Do you see actors, musicians, politicians, content creators on social media? Content creators, at least I think from my perspective. Yeah, I think content creators um, and musicians, because a lot of musicians are that's content true. creators. That's a good point. Yeah, that's true. I think nowadays, I agree, content creators, just because that's more prevalent for us. Yeah. yeah. And what kind of content are you typically searching for? Memes. <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> com- anything that makes you laugh. Yeah, yeah lots of yeah. jokes. Definitely. Um, yeah. I feel like some informative stuff, you know, if you're trying mm-hmm. to learn how to do something. Yeah. 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 Um, so what makes them, like, why do they connect with you? I think it's just, well, one, it's their personality, but they sound so cheesy and stupid, but dad, you'd understand this as someone in marketing, but it's like the story that they're telling with whatever videos they're making. So even like fitness accounts, if I'm following a fitness account, they work out at the gym. Well, what kind of vibe is it? You know, are they like throwing weights and they're like, macho, macho, let's build muscle? Or is it like, girl, let's do this together. Like, let's go to the gym and like, I'll show you how to use these weights. You know, it's like, which one is your vibe and what do you relate to? You know? Yeah. So storytelling. Yeah. What else? An influencer that I feel like some people know, but he took over a lot of YouTube was uh, Ryan Trahan. Mm. Like he gained 5 million subscribers in a month. Because he was telling a story, you know, hey, I did this for 30 days. Follow my adventure with me. Mm-hmm. And I heard people describe it as, like, he was genuine. He wasn't trying to put up a front. He wasn't trying to trick people, tell a fake story. But he was just, you know, being real. That's good. Josh? Could you repeat the question, sir? <laughs> well, yeah. The, what, what is it about them? Like, is it, so Kira's talking about storytelling, talking about kind of being on a journey, or just, you know, kind of being able to connect with your audience like yeah. or yeah like what what is what stands out to you i think it's their their charisma mm-hmm. you know you notice all the people who are big have these big personalities and can talk in big crowds uh and everybody who can't kind of just falls off regardless of their story or anything you know mm. mm-hmm. yeah um the that whole thing i did something for 30 days you know i, I that's i see that trend a lot i've been trying to watch uh, fitness videos because i'm trying to get into better shape you know, um, what happens when you do push up for 30 days? Yeah. What happens yeah, when you do yeah. leg squats or for 30 days? You know, what, you know, what if you, what happens when you eat McDonald's for 30 days? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Um, so what we talked about on this other, uh, kind of one of the other episodes, but what is a social media influencer? I'm trying not to cringe when I say that. <laughs> like what makes one? What, or? what is it? Like if, 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 you know, as it's explained it to as if I'm five or, you know, maybe a parent or a grandparent who might be listening to this and they've heard the word influencer or social media influencer. What is that? Who are they? What do they do? Why are they that title? I mean, I think it's somebody with a big following or an increasing following mm-hmm. uh, who is kind of just on your front pages of any social media that you have. or You, you can't go like one day without hearing about them or seeing a video of them or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, back in the day before social media, the big pop stars, you know, you see the news article. That's kind of what an influencer is, you know? Yeah. Somebody that has a large following on social media, I think primarily. So do you feel like you've been influenced by, by people that you watch or actors or musicians? Yeah. And how? Okay. Tell me, tell me more. (laughs) 
they're all they're all nodding their head. <laughs> kind of hard to see them. I follow uh, a lot of fitness accounts, you know, just because mm-hmm. I want to try and get in shape. Uh, but definitely, a lot of them are like the cringy, motivational, like let's go to the gym, let's yeah. get pumped, you know. And uh, so, I mean, it works. It gets me pumped. I'm like, I can't wait to go to the gym later today. And mm-hmm. so. Ladies, he, he is uh, working out, so be be, be, be ready. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. The most influential influencer for me influenced me to go away from social media oh. because he doesn't post social media, doesn't post his private life. Wow. Uh, he's a musician. You know, he just puts out, hey, here's a new song, check it out, and then disappears for six months. That's cool. Who is it? John Bellion. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Kira, what about you? Um. Yeah, no, definitely. I think... For me, it's productivity, and I think this can be a good thing and a bad thing, but I'll see all the videos of people doing their little, like, Sunday reset. You know, they clean their apartment, they do their laundry, all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to get up and I need to do stuff. And I think sometimes it's good, but sometimes it's bad because I get in the bad, like, cycle of just feeling like I have to be productive all the time. But, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So I – if, if we, all of us, even here at the table, are going to social media and we're looking at influencers and we're trying to be educated, mm-hmm. how, did, how did people become educated before social media? What, what's your, what, 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 how do you think that happened? I mean, a lot of word of mouth, you know, I think social media is just kind of an easier access to that. But, you know, before you had people turning to other things, um, like magazines, newspapers, any source of information. But yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, classes too. Like, hey, there's this lecture happening down at the university. Let's go check True. it out. True. So now instead of going down to the university to watch the lecture, you just pop it on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, do you feel like there's a, a different need to learn uh, f- with your kind of generation? Because I see lots of how-to stuff you know, everything from getting in shape to organizing your house mm-hmm. uh, to, I mean, think of any kind of topic. There's probably a influencer or several influencers, either macro or micro influencers that are creating content around all these different topics. But is there a just a greater thirst of wanting to learn for your generation? Or do you think it's just because you guys have more access and know how to, how to use it? I feel like it's different. I think... I was going to say, one, I feel like um, people of your generation would have had to be more intentional. You know, like really big music people, they have to go to the store and buy the records and talk to the people who work at the record store who know a lot about it. Whereas now, you know, you could just have a video pop up on your feed that's about music and you're like, oh, that's cool. You just kind of consume it. You don't really search for it. But two, I feel like I think people still have the same thirst to learn. I think it's just we're so used to like consuming so much information that when we think of something, like, we're like, oh, you know, what is this? Or who's that actor? I feel like we have to search it up quicker because we're used to just having the information. Yeah. Yeah, I think the a big thing that's changed is the influencer's target audience. Mm. Because before, it used to be like, I'm putting this out for whoever wants to hear, whoever wants to come and listen. Yeah. Whereas now, it's like, I'm going to put out this how-to video for anybody who's doom scrolling and stumbles across it. So. Mm. So in that survey, um, there were multiple people that were listed. Um, Harry Styles, Morgan Wallen, Tom Holland, the Liver King, and multiple (laughs) hip-hop artists. 
And then there were a few as I was kind of doing my research that names had just seemed to pop up or I've heard from from my kids or just heard from in society. Billie Eilish, uh, Olivia Rodrigo, uh, Greta uh, Thunberg. Oh, Greta Thunberg? Thunberg? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zendaya, oh, she's Charlie, a little angry looking girl. <laughs> Charlie D'Amelio, uh, Addison Ray, Millie Bobby Brown, to name a few. Like out of the who I just listed, like who jumps out to you as kind of the kind of hottest influencer at the moment, the moment. or somebody who's really connecting with your your generation. I mean, Dad, we talked about this, but Harry Styles definitely, at least in my my circles, I think. And I don't even have friends that are big fans, but I just. Yeah, as I'm thinking about all of those people, I can't even picture what their personalities are like. Like, I know their faces, yeah. but I, I don't think I've heard them say anything of value. Mm. But the, the only person, like, maybe Tom Holland. I've seen him, you know, just say a few goofy things on interviews, and yeah. it's like, that's cool. He's a person, you know. Right. Was there anyone, Josh, in that in that list that stood out to you? I think a few of them. I've definitely heard, like, Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodrigo yeah. speak out about their beliefs and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. So what is it about Harry Styles? Why is he connecting? <laughs> well, I mean, I, he's good looking, so that helps. Yes. He writes good tunes. I think it's not even that though. Like, I think that actually has nothing to do with it. Um, Cause I feel like the other people you kind of mentioned, you know, Charlie D'Amelio, like they have things they do, they dance or they sing or whatever. So it makes them popular and influential. Maybe they're goofy, but I feel like Harry Styles has like a, I don't know. It's it's like a vibe, like his his style, the way that he performs. It's so magnetic, and I think it just represents a lot of what I I guess probably more females. I don't know about males. I mean, maybe the style a little bit, but just females. I feel like look up to him because he is like a male celebrity that is dressing in a way that they like and is fun. I I don't know how to describe it. It's just like I feel like he's very the moment like if I were to say like something is the moment for like female Gen Zers it's Harry Styles and not because he's cute it's just everything else yeah are Josh and Josiah are you familiar with like his fashion style yeah I've seen some of the like extreme yeah <laughs> he's very yeah, like, so it, it does stuff. seem to lean a little bit more feminine mm -hmm. and I I for me it felt kind of confusing yeah but um but Kira, when I asked you about it, you're like, it wasn't confusing at all. Like you, no. most, most <laughs> girls your age really enjoy it. They love it. His, yeah. his vibe. But yeah. so d does it seem confusing that a guy is kind of wearing more effeminate type of fashion? I think no, because, um, well, okay. So I'll, I'll, so, okay. So remember when James Charles first came out on, I think, what was it like Vogue or something and he was wearing makeup and I think that was confusing for people because they didn't know who James Charles was. He wasn't really, he became big because of that. Harry Styles became big in One Direction where he was like a boy in a boy band. He was a male, right? And then he became Harry Styles and he kind of developed a style that was more feminine, but the ladies loved it because they know that he's still a guy's guy, but he's willing to like wear this fashion that women love and of course now with just the development of all these, you know, different like styles for different genders and gender neutral, I think people just love seeing him wear these things because it's like, I don't know, he's willing to bend the rules. And I think also women are really sensitive about like toxic masculinity. And I think when you can wear a dress that says something about, you know. So he can seem strong, but also feel kind of soft and tender because of his, his style. Exactly. 
so the other person that seemed that, that was on the list that also has, I think, a kind of a unique uh, fashion sense is Billie Eilish. Like a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the clothes she wears, it's not form fitting. It's really large. It, it, she's trying to like de-emphasize her body. Like, yeah. what what is she saying there? What do you guys think? For her, I've heard a few things on Instagram. So I mean, it, she's the one saying it, I guess, at her concerts where it's like, you know, guys will come up and in our age, they will sexualize a lot of stuff, you know? Right. And so she's she's wearing these big puffy clothes to take the emphasis off of her body and onto her music, you know? Mm. So. Yeah. I've heard the same thing that it's like, she. I know she released a video too where it was like to mess with guys about her body, mm. but it was to, it, I don't even understand what she was trying to do, but it was like pulling the attention away from her body by putting the attention onto her body. Interesting. Yeah. So how do you see these two artists kind of affecting your culture? So you have Harry Styles, um, heterosexual, but yet wears more effeminate clothing. Mm -hmm. You have a female um, singer who uh, is very popular, but decides not to flaunt any sexuality or, or her body, but is still, I mean, like what, what, is, what message do you think the kids are picking up on this? And what, what are they trying to say, do you think? I I think it's at an uh, coincidental if not you know causational time cuz this is like we're in that period when the gender identity is starting to become a bigger and bigger thing. Yeah. And I don't know if these influencers are a product of that growth or if they are you know a pivotal part of why that's happening. But it's a thing. It's like you 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 know you go to a public school and you can see you know, guys with painted fingernails or right. like, you know, mascara, eyelashes or something like Even that. Even heels, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. And so I, I don't know if it's from the influencers or if the influencers themselves, because they're young. Yeah. Harry Styles, he's like so early 20s. Yeah. Billie Eilish is like 19 or 20. Right. And so that's I don't know if they're, they're part of that or right. if they're causing it. Mm. Maybe a bit of both. So yeah, do the, the painted fingernails, finger, finger painted fingernails for men, does that mean anything or is it just something fashionable? Like, are they. Is there a message there? I think it's to each their own. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll admit it. Like, I I painted my fingernails just because I was like super into pirates at the time. <laughs> pirates, <laughs> and I was okay. like, this makes me feel like a pirate, so I feel cool. But it was more for a costume type That's stuff. But yeah, I, I painted my fingernails because it was like, ha ha. There are a bunch of girls. They want to paint my fingernails, so I just right. It, yeah, it's just like why not? Yeah. Oh, wow. But not as a fashion statement, you know? Yeah. yeah. So you guys, uh, I think uh, Josh and Josiah laughed when I said the liver king. Who is the liver <laughs> king? <laughs> um, I, I think the liver king is not the famous one, but Danny Gonzalez did a bunch of videos about the liver king. At least that's what I saw. Okay, who's Danny Gonzalez? Uh, he was a Vine star back in the day, and now he does YouTube. Is he the one that does like the with the of the like the Vato um, um, and something with tortillas? No, a different guy. That was different a different guy. different yeah, vine different guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, not the same though. Uh, well, okay. Quick tangent. Who was really into Vine when it was out? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. yeah. Me, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so then di Vine died on the Vine, <laughs> yeah. and then they all moved to uh, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, mm -hmm. yeah, TikTok. Um, so, so liver King, like who, who is it? And why was Danny making fun of him? He, he started, so the liver King started posting these videos of him eating 
raw liver and like sleeping on the floor and walking through the forest barefoot and like not taking showers. And he was like, you need to do this too. He has a whole program, a website that you can get. He'll send you raw liver through the mail. And he's really, uh, I mean, muscular. Like, yeah, he's, he's like jacked, jacked, super ripped up and every, yeah. And he's probably what, what do you think in his forties? I would guess. Yeah. Late thirties, mid forties. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Is anything else you would say about the liver king? He is, he's intense. I think he's like <laughs> on the other side of the spectrum as Harry Styles, where it's like, <laughs> Harry's like, you know, oh, it's, it's okay to be who you are and show how you want to be. Whereas the liver king's like, I'm a man. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, so I want to be a man. Would Liver King be uh, like that in that toxic masculinity camp that Kira was talking about? I, I would definitely say so. I think yeah. he's in there with that, like like Andrew Tate and stuff like that, where they're very extremist male. Which That's kind of why he became like a meme, though, do you think? Yeah. Because I feel like things like that that get popular now become a meme. Harry Styles could never be a meme. Like, I, it, he just couldn't. Because he's just too big and it's too basic. Like memes have to be, like niche. Extreme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you made a meme about Harry Styles, you would get attacked. It wouldn't be 100%. funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so a topic like toxic masculinity or any really any other topic, like on on social media, you find people that will be for and against. Like, are do people typically find influencers that kind of support kind of their position? Let's say let's say it is masculinity. Do, I mean, will you find you will you search out and find people who will validate like I'm totally against the toxic masculinity or you know influencers who say you know it's good to be a man and these are the virtues and and you know like do you, do people your age do that like 100%. are you are you are you tribing up in terms of yes. oh yeah people take sides like crazy yeah that's why it's so extreme i feel because yeah we find the people that we like want to hear what we want to hear you know yeah. and do you ever listen to people that are on the other side of the argument or the topic i mean i personally make fun of them all like yeah <laughs> I, I both sides so i i like to yeah. say i'm more in just a different group of it but i i definitely do listen to both sides when it shows up i guess i'm not really searching it out being like oh who's Who's for the Liver King today? You know, <laughs> right, right. So uh, Liver King is a little bit older. He's not Generation uh, Z. Uh, probably might be Gen X or older millennial. Um, I was thinking about just other older influencers um, who may be influencing also your culture. So I was thinking Joe Rogan, Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson. Are there any other names of of people that your generation seems to be listening to that are from older? You know, that are older there's a guy called crowder i don't know his first name but he's a decently sized influencer he does a lot of like political topics hmm. along with like ben shapiro and all those guys joe rogan Interesting. do you guys listen to joe rogan no no <laughs> just a few when he shows up on my reels page yeah, but. yeah. The, the people meme him yeah yeah i was gonna say oh really so, yeah. so he's easy easily to be memeable yeah yes, i don't know definitely. if that's really the proper way to say it so oh. but i gave it a shot so <laughs> you got it you got it yeah so um do you, for of all the influencers we talked about or even just the ones we haven't like have are they typically you know positive message message or negative message Probably a bit of both. I mean, it kind of depends on who you're listening to. Are you talking about the really big ones we talked about or? Or, yeah, really anybody. But, I mean, 
you know, in terms of, of the ones that are really popular that were, that have been mentioned, do you see their messages more as a positive? So, okay, let me, let me reframe it. If you were 30, 35 and you had kids and they're starting to consume social media and you knew of these celebrities, would you say I'm at four kind of these influencers speaking into my kid's life or would you have trepidation or like, would you just shut it down? Like where, where do you rate the messages of kind of most of these people? Would you allow them, your kids to listen to them? I would be hesitant depending if I trusted my kids in the sense of like, if my kid is dumb and will blindly follow these people to the ends of the earth, then I would cut it off at the source and be like, you know, go read a book about this if you want to actually <laughs> learn. But yeah. um, if they see these influencers and do their own research and take the time to really learn the topic and not make a fool of themselves, then I think that it's okay. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Josiah? I would struggle because it's like if you say, oh, no, don't watch this person, then they want to. Mm-hmm. becomes like gold. You know, it's valuable. True. Um. A lot of the people I watch don't speak politically very often. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, it's blind entertainment, which right. I think is a different topic. Isn't good for kids, but, yeah. you know, go for it generally. Right. I think the bigger they get, the more um, they kind of are riding with the masses anyways, or the masses are riding with them. They, You know, I, I like Harry Styles, Billie Eilish they are being watched like a hawk and like agents, you know, are controlling what they can say. I mean, to an extent. So I feel like they're not really saying anything controversial. If my kids wanted to listen to them and follow them, I, I wouldn't really mind. It definitely comes down to the micro influencers, the people on TikTok, um, because they can make, you know, like a recipe video one day and then another video about like, you know, something crazy. I don't know. But oh. I, again, yeah, it's all about trusting your child. So, so what advice would you give parents that uh, in terms of just celebrities, influentials, uh, influential people, um, content creators, what, what advice would you give them? I'd say understand that that's just part of life now, you know? Mm-hmm. There's influencers everywhere, and unless you're, like, you know, Amish living in a, <laughs> in a little forest or something, you're not really escaping it. Yeah. So... It's one of those things where it's like you want to have exposure um, as opposed to like holding too tight on the reins. Otherwise, there's no control where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Kira, Josiah, what advice would you give? I think I would say, I don't know. I feel like I don't experience this a ton of my group of friends, but maybe for younger Gen Z um, who have like they love certain TikTokers, I feel like it might be easy for the parents to be like, well, you would follow their words rather than mine, like kind of telling your child that these influencers have too much control of their lives. That might be to an extent true, but I feel like I would give the advice to trust your kids more and be curious about what they're interested in and don't assume that they would follow every word that they say. I think kids are better at knowing what's, I don't know, like good and bad on the internet. I think they're better at it than you would think. I mean, they've grown up with the internet. I, I think they have good internet literacy. I don't know. So that would be kind of a misconception that yeah. most older generations is you guys just don't know how to protect yourself. You don't yeah. know what you're doing. Right. Yeah. There's no discernment. You're just consuming content. Right. Which to an extent is true. Yeah. But it just, oh. it <laughs> just Shots depends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
my, my thoughts are like listening to your kids more than anything, you know, because if they say, oh, I watched this video, this guy said this, and you're immediately like, what? They said whatever. And it's right. like, well, then your, their kids are like, oh, okay, then I'll just not tell you about it and I'll watch it in private. Oh, yeah, that's a good you know? one. And yeah. so just listening to your kids. Yeah. Who are they talking about? What are they saying about them? Maybe on your own time, go check out the person, see what they're saying. And if it's really bad, I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. You yeah. Because you don't, like I was saying, you don't tell your kids, hey, stop watching that. I would rationalize it with them, be yeah. like, you know, hey, why do you think this guy's right? And then almost like a sense of getting to the source of that, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason everybody follows someone. So Totally. Curious and not accusing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen one of your friends kind of go astray by being, you know, getting really hooked with a certain type of influencer that was kind of taking them down a, a bad path? I think more uh, culture things rather than one influencer. Even myself, you know, I get caught up in like a certain kind of cultural moment. You know, so like this is, you know, exposing myself, but like, um, like feminist things, I'll be like, oh my gosh, like men suck <laughs> because I've just been consuming all these things. And then my best friend Macy, she'll be like, girl, snap out of it. Yes. You know, they can suck, but there's also good men out there like chill. And I'm like, okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so I think we do get caught up. I just don't know with specific influencers. I, I don't know. Can you ask a question one more time? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just have you seen a friend kind of, or even yourself, just kind of start to go down a path because you were just you just got too locked in or too obsessed with a certain influencer or several influencers that have maybe, you know, kind of taken you, you or a friend down the a wrong path? I've seen situations with friends. I don't know if it was because of the music that caused them to hang out with the wrong crowds. I've seen friends who start listening to all of these songs about, you know, gangs, drugs, sex, and it's like, then they start smoking. You know, you, you ask them, like, hey, why are you listening to that? They're like, oh, it won't affect me. Then a couple of years down the road, they're, you know, in the back of the bathroom smoking something. And it's right. like, well, it did affect you. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's one of those micro influences, though, where it's yeah. like, if enough things in your life are telling you, hey, go smoke, then... You know, it's really hard to deny that. So. Yeah. Hey, if, you know, you're sitting there, should I do this? And then a song lyric comes into your head because it's so deep. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's fine, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't remember who, who had this quote, but it was kind of like, you are a collection of your five closest friends. But I almost feel like for your generation, it might be who are your five closest influencers or channels or personalities that you listen to. Unfortunately, so, I mean, yeah. D- you, you feel that pull? Yeah. yeah. How, how have you seen that played out? So I, I'm i someone who's very, if I'm listening to songs and stuff, I'll get I'll get into it. You know, I'll, I'll feel it. And I think in freshman year, I listened to a lot of like these super sad, depressing songs. And it would almost make me like, you know, I, I'd go to school with like a somber attitude, you know. And so um, I definitely had to snap out of that. And now I... I definitely try to make my the five people i'm with the most those are my influences you know like yeah. i try and hang out with people who are better at me as opposed to yeah right um i mentioned before we started that i'm not a super you know uh social media kind of a person so i think my biggest influences have been authors hmm. from books you know like philosophers um friends family and i've seen that 
affect my life. Like it has pulled me away from social media. I yeah. mentioned John Bellion. It's like, you know, he's not on social media. That's a cool thing to do, right? Right, right. So then I get on. And so and it helps my mental health. It helps uh, the way I view things. You know, these philosophers, I'm not, you're wrong, I'm right. Mm. But I'm like, well, why do you think that you're right? Yeah. Mm. You know? Well, I remember when I was in high school, it was, it was all about your friend group. Like, who are you hanging out with? Like, who's your best friend? And, you know, who are you running with? And what are you guys doing? And, but now, I mean, I, I know that's still applicable because you still have relationships in the real world. But as parents, it's kind of like, okay, what are you listening to? Who are you watching? So, Josiah, you talked about being curious. But, like, any other advice that you'd give for, for parents to, to try to understand, you know, what they're – consuming and what's kind of influencing their hearts and their minds. I've noticed kids let things in without realizing it. Oh, you know, and I've, I've noticed it with myself. I'll say something. I think it's really light, but it's not. And my parents will get upset. Like, Hey, when I was younger, you know, why, yeah. why would you say that? Um, I think my other piece of advice would be to be understanding in that. Sometimes kids don't even realize what they're saying. They just heard somebody else say it. Right. Do you think, I mean, kids, do you think they, parents can compete with, the, especially if, if, um, if a, a child is not really regulated or doesn't have limits on screen time or whatever, do parents have a chance at competing with the, the amount of voices or the amount of influence that's coming in from all these different channels? Absolutely not. Really? I don't, I don't think so. I feel like, especially the younger you are, I just, I, I, I don't think so. Cause even myself, I mean, I have grown up with kind of like the development of technology. And so I, and I feel like all my life it's people saying like, Oh, you're the technology generation, like be careful. And so I've had this voice inside my head. It's like, be careful, you know, don't let it, you know, seep in. And, and still, Oh my goodness. All the time I catch myself being like, Kira, you need to stop watching videos like that because it, you know, you're literally starting to think like this. So for younger people, I mean, yeah, like I'd definitely be understanding, but um, yeah, if they are, if you're not putting any like limits on it, I don't know. I feel like there's no competition. Josh, does the parents have uh, a chance if th they're if their kids unchecked with the amount of screen time and influence? I think you have to build a relationship with them off of, hey, if you have a question, this is a safe space to ask, or if you, mm. you know, see this new controversial topic and you don't really understand it, come to me and I'll explain it. And you have to almost be like, well, I guess like God, you know, in the sense of like, you can't just straight out say, yeah, you're wrong and stupid for thinking that. Right. You have to be like, child, you're confused, you know. Mm -hmm. I, this is how you can better yourself or think correctly. But That's a good one, creating a safe space. That's a good one. Because seriously, if, if parents don't create a safe space, kids will, I mean, they're already on technology, so they'll go to that. Mm -hmm. Um, like a big one that me and my friends talk about all the time is like sex education. If you don't create a safe space, well, where are they going to go? Obviously the internet, they already have access to it. Super easy. So, I mean, think about that and, and anything else that they're trying to know. If you don't create, like create a safe space and not even just like be nice, but genuinely encourage them to ask you questions. Yeah. That's a really good one. Any other advice on how to parents can make like the topic safe? or make it feel easier for kids to talk about it? Because, yeah, if they have questions about sex or gender or finances or 
fitness, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to go either. They're going to ask you a parent or they're going to ask a friend or they're going to go find it on the internet. So how, how can you make a safe space for, for parents and kids to connect over these topics? A, a dangerous line that I think is helpful, but could also be harmful is sharing your story as a parent. Mm. Um, Cause I didn't start hearing these stories about my parents until I was 17, 18 years old. And yeah. I'm like, you've gone through this, you know, they always say, Oh, I know what it's like to be a kid. Like, no, you don't. Right. <laughs> they do. Yeah. You know? We yeah. used to be kids. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but there's also, if you know, you tell them too much, they might disrespect you. Oh. And so, you know, you have to be careful how That's much you true, tell guess, them. Yeah. But I feel like if your kid is in a place of hurting, they're not going to disrespect you. They're going to feel comforted and seen. But if they're angry and you tell them a story, they're going to use it against you. You know, just hi, that's interesting because Kira earlier, you talked about what made certain influencers really connecting and you said storytellers. Yeah. So maybe parents need to be a little more storytellers like, hey, let me tell you about when I was in junior high. Yeah. Or so instead of saying, oh, you know, don't worry about junior high, it's going to be fine. It's like, hey, you know, it's going to be fine because let me tell you about when I was in junior high and like when I used to be bullied or when that girl or that guy didn't like me and it was frustrating. And so maybe parents need to be, to be able to make a safe space is to be able to share some of their story. Absolutely. Cause dad, like if you told me a story, it takes you from being, Oh, he's dad to oh little Jeffrey, you know, like, (laughs) Oh, he was a kid too. So yeah, no, that's, that's a, yeah, that's helpful. I think. Yeah. What else? Any, any, that's uh, pretty powerful. Any, any, Josh, Josiah, any other thoughts on creating a safe space for your, your kids to talk about uh, topics? Um, no, I think that's a good one is transparency is if you want your kid to be transparent with you, you got to at least show some of your cards. So. Yeah. Nice. Um, so as church leaders, uh, pastors, elders, um, you know, how should we, what should we know about influencers and how they affect your generation and, and so that we can best shepherd and love you guys? What do we know or what do we don't know that we should know? I think um, this is more, I feel like this is a lighter one. This isn't like super serious. It's more probably just for people dealing with youth mostly, like youth pastors and stuff. But at least for me, like when we were in um, youth group, I feel like it was like, um, and I didn't experience this much. I feel like I experienced this more like at other churches, but anyways, don't try to be like the influencers that we're listening to, or don't try to use those like in your messages to make your message more effective. Cause I think that makes it a joke. I just, I don't think that that works. Um, just work on making your message effective for you and for the kids that you're talking to. I think maybe as a joke, you can say something that's relevant, but just don't, I don't think you should try to replicate what we're seeing and, and be what you want to be, I don't know. Like if you're giving a message, make that effective for what you're doing. I don't know. Does it come across bad because it doesn't feel authentic? Yeah. And I think it's, it's, I, I think we see it as, you know, um, a person of authority trying to kind of become more of like a peer rather than let me speak wisdom into your life as an authority. It's like, let me try to be your peer so that you like me. You know, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. What else? What else, what else uh, should we know as, as church leaders or elders, pastors about the influencers that are influencing your culture? I think if you're trying to, I guess, get someone to, to stop listening to or not be as influenced by this person, don't 
antagonize the influencer mm. because I feel like the second you say that guy's an idiot or they don't know what they're talking about. There's like Joe like Rogan. A, <laughs> <laughs> there's almost like a cutoff, you know, you, yeah. the kid suddenly is like, well, if he thinks he's an idiot, then he thinks I'm an idiot or, oh, you know, yeah. So, so making fun of, of the people they're listening to. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Cause then you're, you're essentially making sides to this, you know, yeah. even if you do it, you know, front center preaching on the pew or, uh, then, you know, now you have this split between who's listening, who now thinks that you're against them. Yeah. I listened to a podcast recently um, with uh, one of my favorite pastors in, in New York City, uh, Tim Keller. He was talking about how his church really grew and uh, people were always coming to Redeemer in New York City to figure out like, what you know, what's your magic sauce? Like, what did you guys do that was different that allowed your growth? And one of the things he said is we really tried to understand and engage culture. And he didn't, they didn't disparage culture, but they, they read the New Yorker, they read, you know, the Washington Post, they read all kind of the magazines and the newspapers and the authors that everyone in New York City were reading. So it's more of like, okay, we at least have a sense of what you're reading. We're not going to disparage them, but we will know how to engage in that topic or that, mm-hmm. that, you know, that idea, uh, ideology from a biblical perspective. So he goes that, that was kind of one of our key pieces is we were able to engage them because we actually knew what they were listening to or what they were watching or who they were reading. So, so maybe part of it is as leaders is really trying to understand and, and it's like, Oh, okay. So you do listen to Harry Styles. What is it about Harry Styles? Like, we're not going to make fun of Harry Styles. We're but we're going to try to understand like, okay, who are you guys listening to? Um, just so that we can better shepherd and love you instead of like, well, just putting them down. Yeah. Josiah, any other any other thoughts that you would have in terms of uh like what church leaders should be doing or or how we get it wrong? Um I mean I thought I had about what you were just saying is um you know mentioned you can't meme Harry Styles. We kind of said that earlier. And it's <laughs> yeah. like if a church says something bad and there are certain people, you know, he oh he said something in a song that he shouldn't have said that is incorrect. You say that on the pulpit, even if it's true, people don't want to hear it, Um, which sometimes is a good thing. You know, sometimes you have to tell them what they don't want to hear. But I feel like a lot of our generation, like I talk to people that have left the church and it's because they felt attacked. Mm. And it's like, oh, you're a sinner. But the people on the pulpit don't feel like they feel like the people up there preaching are trying to say they're not sinners, too. Um and it's a similar thing with the parent advice that I gave of like being genuine, telling your stories. Um, I've heard Luke do that a lot here at Redemption where he'll say, you know, I'm not good at this. I shouldn't be preaching on this topic, but this is my job. Yeah. Um, so being transparent with the people, uh, I think is one of the best ways to engage them. Definitely. Yeah. All right, some fun rapid-fire questions as we wrap up. Out of all the celebrities or influencers we mentioned, or or either others that we hadn't mentioned, who would you want to go to dinner with and have a conversation? All right, um, mine is definitely a micro-influencer, but um, her name is Sean, and she's an illustrator in Australia. She basically has my dream job. She's super cool, so I'd grab lunch with her. And what would be the first question you would ask her? Um... Can we be best friends? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not really into Harry Styles, but I would say him. Oh. And the question I would ask him is, 
you know, uh, what's your motivation? Oh, interesting. Mine's kind of similar. I'm not, I don't agree with this guy a whole lot, um, but he's gone through thick and thin and still goes, you know. Uh, it's Logan Paul. Just, and I'd probably ask him, like, what drives you, you know? I think money. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, so which TV show, what TV show are you watching right now? I just finished the TV show Disenchantment, and I started Hilda, I think it's called. Oh, huh. yeah. That one's good. It's pretty good. What, was, what, what did you like about Disenchanted? Not a whole lot. It's entertaining. It's funny. It's got an in-depth story, but it is uh, not a great influence sometimes. Okay. So. Love it. Yeah, I've been watching uh, The Boys, which is <laughs> a bit graphic, but um, what, 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 what do you like about it? I just like that it's a it's a twist on superheroes, you know. All of a sudden the superheroes are these guys that are corrupt by money and power and so interesting. Honestly, I am not watching a TV show right now. I have mostly just been watching movies. I yeah. Do you remember uh, the last movie you're saying? Uh oh, I just saw the one with um uh Ben Affleck, the one we were watching with Jake. I was watching it with Jacob. <laughs> it's the one that in um Charlestown. Oh, the oh, the town. town. The yeah, town. yeah, the town. Little heist movie. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was really good. Nice. Uh, what streaming platform are you? Is your favorite? Does YouTube count? Sure. Okay. Yeah, of course. Definitely YouTube. YouTube. Hulu. Hulu. Uh, Netflix. It's basic, but Netflix. <laughs> why? Why is Netflix basic? I don't know. It's it's kind of one of the older ones, and I feel like it's just like. Netflix. Okay, for those, those who are listening, like, what does basic mean? Like, as I, I have heard. It's just, like, you have basic tastes. Like, it's nothing new. It's nothing exciting. It's just kind of what everybody likes, but. Is that the same as mid? Uh, kind of. Mid, it's more of, like, similar. a rating. Basic's more of, like, yeah. a descriptive. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to give you a little more time on this last question. If you had a magic wand, what would you fix about your generation? I'll, I'll give the same answer as the last episode I was on. Um, I might just take away phones and media. Oh, good one. <laughs> you, you, is, that, is that your final answer, Kira? I think that might be mine too, yeah. yeah. I would say, because I do agree that phone and media sucks sometimes, but I think it is revolutionarily good. But True. I'd say people's willing to follow things blindly. Mm. All right. Um, la no, actually, I got one more qu bonus question. So, um, I'm going to give you a million dollars. I'm going to let you, you can quit your job and I want you to become a, an influencer and create content for YouTube on any topic that you would want to, that you're passionate about. And you don't have to be an expert and, or maybe there is a, a topic that you feel like an expert. So quit your job today. I'm going to give you a million dollars. You get a film crew. You're going to start creating content on YouTube. What is the topic that you're going to, you're going to create content around? Uh, okay. Actually you go, you I go. Know, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, for me, 100% music. I like making music for people that are hurting inside. And so I feel like that would be an awesome platform to make people feel seen, be positive, you know, like how to make music or about music or like, Tell me more. I think, you know, uh, a mixture of how to make it or here's what this song means kind oh, of a thing. Cool. Um, oh, man. First of all, thank you for the million dollars. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. Uh, and second, 
I would say a little mix of like travel slash philanthropy. Oh, just because like growing up, I watched a lot of Mr. Beast who it, for those that don't know, he's just a big philanthropist. He just almost seems like he throws his money away, but he genuinely seems like a caring guy and he's very authentic about it. So he, he, what was the thing that kind of made him blow up? Cause I have heard about him and I heard, heard about the kind of the giving the money away, but there was, wasn't there one thing that he did that kind of really put him on the map? Yeah. He started counting to like 10,000 in one sitting in a video. Yeah. It was, oh. it was wow. interesting. I mean, and I, he blew up from that. Yeah. Wow. Really? How long did it take him to, I don't know. It was like a three, not three day long stream, something. Like, it, I don't know if it was ten thousand or it was a big. It was number, a big number. Just but it took him like three days to do it. Wow, wow. that's so. crazy. Oh gosh, Kira. Uh, it's funny because I feel like this goes against what I would be doing, I guess. But I would love to make a little like TikTok or something where um I would show people how to be like a good host or like um like emphasize community. So oh. you know how to make your living room welcoming for other people or like setting up my guest room for my guests that are staying with me or like how to make some good appetizers and some drinks for your friends, you know, stuff like that. Well, I mean it is a spiritual gift of hospitality. So I mean yeah. you would be serving Spread the, the church and others. Yeah. Well guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being part of this. I think um I think it would be a miss if we didn't all admit that we're influenced by lots of things. And doesn't matter what generation you're in, if you're sixteen or you're sixty, you're definitely being influenced by something. And it's always be it's always great to be mindful of kind of what we're listening to, what we're consuming. Uh, what are the voices in our head? Who are the people that are we hanging out with? And that as for believers, I mean, our goal is to glorify God, to love him and to love others. And so much of that can be, you know, distorted when we're not consuming good things. We're not in his word. We're not sitting under good teaching. We're not listening to great music. We're not spending time with people. So I think it it would be wrong if we said, well, only your generation has um, you know, the, the effect of influence. We're all being affected by influence of something. We just need, need to be mindful. But uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope that has been uh, hopefully entertaining and maybe informative. Um, but we love you. And in Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Thanks, guys.